بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمته أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تهنوا ولا تحزنوا وأنتم الأعلون إن كنتم مؤمنين وقال تعالى سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المسلمون كرجل واحد إن اشتكى عينه اشتكى كله وإن اشتكى رأسه اشتكى كله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله Most respected honorable ulamai kiram hufaz of the Quran brothers and elders السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم حديث appears in Sahih Muslim paints a very clear picture of the unity of the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Muslimuna ka rajulin wahid. That the Muslims are like one body. In ishtaka aynuhu ishtaka kullu. Wa in ishtaka raksuhu ishtaka kullu. That whichever limb or whichever part of the body is going through difficulty and pain, then that pain is shared by the entire human body. The whole body functions together in the narration that appears in Sahih al-Bukhari that Nabi sallallahu said, if any one part or limb of the body is experiencing difficulty and pain, then the rest of the limbs of the body unite, come in solidarity of this one organ that is in pain. The person... Any person, any human being, physically can be muscular, can be well-trained, well-built. Maybe he's preparing himself for some race or for some event. But the night before, if he experiences extreme and high temperature and fever, then the legs don't respond by saying, listen, we still very well, we can run tomorrow or we can cycle tomorrow, or whatever be the case. The entire body responds that no matter how much of training a person has behind him, but the moment there is that fever, even those legs will feel wobbly. And you can feel like jelly in your leg. You're not ready to move on or take part or do whatever it may be. So the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, wherever there may be pain, we as an ummah, we have to feel that pain. We have to share in those losses. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, an expedition had taken place, 
And 70 Qurra had lost their lives. 70 Qurra in one expedition. Hufaz of Qur'an, protectors of the Qur'an Sharif. When that news had come to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then Nabi sallallahu was very disturbed. And that's when Qunut Nazila became mashru and was instituted as part of the Sharia. That Qunut Nazila now was recited by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for one entire month. The loss of how many people? 70 people. How much wouldn't this news cause duk, pain, hurt to the Mubarak heart of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that this news be reaching him what's happening around the world at present time. So we should be feeling some pain. Life cannot continue as normal as usual. How do we feel that pain? Mulana, there's no bomb that missile attacked my house. I haven't lost anyone. I don't understand what you mean by feeling that pain. But at least be sensitive to the losses of those people. At least be sensitive. After the Juma Salah, one of the Musallis is going out of the masjid and dead center from here to Sparks Road, his car breaks down, he opens his bonnet and some people are around him, harassing him, hitting him and stealing from him. Will any one of us drive past and leave him? At least we'll stop at a distance to think, by what can I do to help him? And the most insensitive, the most insensitive will be a person who is driving past, he sees what's happening, he takes out the friends, and there's a ball and they all start playing soccer on the road. Brother is getting hit and they play in a game. And this brother who's in distress, wouldn't that hurt him? He says, when is you pass by, you couldn't help. Understood, maybe you phone someone to come and help me. More insensitive to that is you start playing in front of me. Like as if nothing has happened. Like have you forgotten I'm one of your Muslim brothers, I'm a Musalli in the same masjid. We just came out from the masjid together. So we can contextualize whatever has been mentioned. Whatever example comes to your mind, what's to happen in the weekend, all of that we need to be playing those scenes in front of us. That what is happening to the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Monday and Thursday, the news is taken to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that this is what has happened in the ummah. This is what has transpired in the ummah. According to the narration, our amal, I presented to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that ummati so and so, these are his amal for the week. This is what he has completed for the day or for the week. Allah subhanahu wa taala grant us the tawfiq. That ability that we try and share in those losses and we do something constructive to help the situation that is unfolding in the different parts of the world and at present, the burning issue that's on the agenda and everyone's talking about it, what's happening in Gaza. After the battle of Uhud, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, loss of life, 70 Sahaba radiallahu anhum become shaheed. Sahaba radiallahu anhum are also distressed in pain, in agony, that there is so much of loss of life, that first time they're facing loss of life to that magnitude. 
70 Sahaba lost their lives. It was a big number. So psychologically, emotionally, Sahaba radiallahu anhu may down. And me and you, when we hear what's happening around the world, then when we down and we out, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what could have been better? Then the glorious Quran Sharif, the divine words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that have been revealed as a healing balm for that soul that was broken, for that heart that is in pain. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals ayat to console the Mubarak heart of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَهِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ O Ummati Muslimah, this is the first. It would happen. It would happen again. وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ This is the vicissitudes of time. These are the ups and downs. It would happen, the change of tides. Sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low. But whatever has happened, wala tahinu, don't lose heart. Wala tahzanu, don't be grieved. Wa antumul a'laun, you will be dominant, triumphant, successful. Condition is you possess iman. In guntum mu'minin. So what has happened? You shouldn't be lost. You shouldn't despair. You shouldn't lose heart to say, Ya Allah, what's happening to the ummah? This is all a test for our iman. And for the entire collective ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, وَلَا تَهِنُوا Don't lose hearts. وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ So what, what do we need to do as an ummah to help the people of Gaza, of Afghanistan and the different parts of the world that may be suffering, that are in war, that are in difficulties, that we make an effort on our personal iman. As an individual, I am part of the ummah. I am part of a collective ummah, the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. My iman makes a difference to the ahwal and the conditions coming on the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. My personal amal have definitely it impacts the conditions that are coming down. So the loss of life immediately, Allah subhanahu wa taala says. يَمْسَسْكُمْ قَرْحٌ فَقَدَ مَسَّ الْقَوْمَ قَرْحٌ مِثْلُ O Ummati Muslimah, the difficulties, the loss of life that you are experiencing, you eyewitnessing, likes of this have happened, have transpired. People in the past have lost life. And in the thousands, the Muslims of the past lost their lives. وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ The clock is ticking. The tides will change. You are low, you will be triumphant one day. But make an effort on your iman. Continuously make an effort. The poet so beautifully said, he said, Hati salah ad-dini thaniyatan Hati salah ad-dini thaniyatan fina wajaddidi hittina aw shibha hittina He says, can someone please produce and bring forth for us salahuddin Someone like Salahuddin, and just revive those spirits of the battle of Hittin that were fought under the leadership of Salahuddin al-Ayubi. The cry of, Sa- of Al-Aqsa, Masjid Al-Aqsa, Palestine, and the entire Ummah. Ya Allah, send someone to liberate Masjid Al-Aqsa. Ya Allah, send someone to liberate it. So the burning question is, 
Muslims are losing life around the world. There's earthquakes, there's fires, there would be tornadoes and floods around the world. There's war in different parts of the world. Ulana, you dedicate so much of time to Gaza, you speak so much about Palestine. Why should we be so worried and concerned of this land of Sham? Gaza forms part of Sham. Sham is the old Levant, a composition of a few countries. Palestine, Jordan, Lebanon, part of Yemen, part of Turkey. These lands together constitute Sham. Nabi Karim wasallam said that towards the end of time, the best place of Hijrah will be Sham. The army that will be successful will be coming from Sham. Those incidents that will be unfolding close and very very close to Qiyamah, all will be in Sham. Isa alayhi salatu was salam will descend in Sham. Khalifa Mahdi radiallahu anhu will be in Masjid al-Aqsa performing salah. So this is a very important qibla of the ummah. The first qibla, Masjid al-Aqsa of the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Masjid al-Aqsa built by Adam alayhi salam. We date back right to the time of Adam alayhi salam. Hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa spoke about the construction of Ka'batullah, Ka'ba Sharif. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa spoke about Masjid al-Aqsa. Sahaba radiallahu anhum said, Kam kana daynahuma? The difference between the two constructions. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Arba'ina sana, 40 years. 40 years. Well, the first construction of Kaaba Sharif was Adam alayhi salam. 40 years later cannot be Sulaiman alayhi salam. Yes, he continued with construction. He expanded in the time of Sulaiman alayhi salam. We famously know Kaabatullah, Ibrahim alayhi salam. And Masjid al-Aqsa Sulaiman alayhi salam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam is teaching us, educating us, that Masjid al-Aqsa, that construction took place in the time of Nabi Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, as far back as that. The mi'raj of Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam, can, the incident will not be completed if we don't speak about Masjid al-Aqsa. There was the halfway station, the entire world, so many cities, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala divinely selected Masjid al-Aqsa for the halfway station of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Halfway station. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you stop at Masjid al-Aqsa. Till now you go to Masjid al-Aqsa facing the Qibli Masjid, on to the right hand side, Masjid al-Baraq. They take you to the bottom, and they say this was the area that the Buraq was tied. Masjid al-Buraq. We go to Qubbatul Sakhra, the dome of the rock. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Ajwa wa Sakhra min al-Jannah. Ajwa kajur, your Sakhra, Qubbatul Sakhra, that rock. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that rock is from Jannah. Like how we would go to Kaabatullah, and we will kiss the Hajrul Aswad, because of ittiba of the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will go to Masjid al-Aqsa, we will visit al-Sakhra, we won't do anything else besides visit it, and see it, because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, al-Sakhra min al-Jannah, that this rock is from Jannah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa performs salah, with approximately difference of opinion, but generally we say, 120 or thousand Anbiya alayhi wa salatu wa salam, 
Any person who has been to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, go to the compound, the old Masjid Al-Aqsa, try and comprehend for yourself, 120 messengers of Allah, alayhimu salatu wassalam, performing salah in that compound. No other place has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathered every one of them in one place besides Masjid Al-Aqsa. Why? Because Masjid Al-Aqsa is important to the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The savior of time, towards the end of time, will be in Masjid Al-Aqsa. Whatever is going to unfold will be at Masjid Al-Aqsa. And the great think tank of the time, مُؤَرِّخُ الزَّمَانِ مُفَخِّرُ الزَّمَانِ Mulana Abu Hassan Ali al-Nadwi rahimahullah. He says, after studying very deeply, intensely, you know, when I look at Suratul Isra, the verses that discuss the mi'raj of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Subhanallah asra bi'amdihi. And when I go through these verses, then he says, Masjid al-Aqsa is the gauge of the ummah. Asa rabbukum an yarhamakum. وَإِنْ عُدْتُمْ عُدْنَا O Ummati Muslima, if you would be pious and good, addresses to the entire Ummah, not the citizens of Palestine, not the people living in Masjid Al-Aqsa, not that we go to Masjid Al-Aqsa and come back and say, hey, Mulana, I haven't seen so many people perform Salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, not how many people in Masjid Al-Aqsa, how many people in the Masajid of the world, if you would be pious and upright, I would give you Masjid Al-Aqsa. You take care. But if you turn your back to my deen, you will lose Masjid Al-Aqsa. This is the gauge of the Ummah. That if Masjid Al-Aqsa is in the control of the Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is signaling to us, I'm happy with your ibadah collectively. And if you've lost Masjid Al-Aqsa, collectively I'm not really happy. The standard of the amal, the amount of the amal of the ummah is not satisfactory to me. That's the gauge to see whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with us as an ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the first constructive effort we have to be making is on ourselves. We worried about conquering land. We worried about the Muslims regaining the land of Palestine and Gaza. One is, number one, as Muslims, we have to know that Masjid Al-Aqsa belongs to us. We have to know that the land of Palestine is ours. Date back, go to pre-1900 English calendar. Pre-1900, where's the settlers? Where's the Jews? They were known as a Jewish diaspora, which means they were in exile from time immemorial. From the time of Nabi Musa salatu wasalam, they told Nabi Musa salam, we're not going to fight this war. This war to conquer Mas- the, the uh, Al-Quds, we're not going to enter. فَقَاتِلَا إِنَّهَا هُنَا قَاعِدُونَ إِذْهَبْ أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكُ O Musa, you alayhi salam, you and your Rabb go fight. When you win, we'll walk in. When you finish the war, we'll walk in. From that time as punishment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala banished them to say, يَتِيهُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Wadi ti, you'll walk around, but you will never leave that area. You'll be in exile. So they were known, they knew it. What they were looking for? They were looking for a land. 
Look at the 15th century history of Spain. It was so strong. It was so strong that vibe against the Jews that they tried to drive them out of every country. So no country can really speak for them. 1897, the, one of the most important court cases that took place in France, us the Jews and the people and the French, well, what about that? So today you can't stand by them. You know what you've done to them in the past and in history. Anti-Semitism, to fight anti-Semitism, to fight that Zionism came into play. This was only given birth in the turn of the century. Meaning 1900-1901. Just on the turn of the 20th century, just at the beginning. That was the birth of Zionism. They said there's so much of anti-sentiments sentiments against the Jews. We have to lobby together and join forces against this, these people who are working against us. The first war that was fought in Palestine, 1948. The historical facts are available for every one of us. We can go and see it. What did they do in 1948? They killed indiscriminately. Not even worried who they're killing. From 1948. What did they do? They actually were buying off people. Muslims, they would buy them off. Whatever was the currency of the time. They would give them exorbitant money to say, listen, all you need to do is this injection. This injection. You go to the wells of the Palestinians. This what, this, whatever is in this injection, you would squeeze it out into a bucket of water and throw it into the wells. We want typhoid to spread amongst them. We don't know how else to expedite the killing of these people. From 1948, Fir'aun is in the blood of these people. Till today, we're counting 7,000 plus people that have been massacred or have gained shahada, alhamdulillah. But how many of them are, are children? Why? They don't want the lineage of these people to continue. Amazingly, you go to Masjid Al-Aqsa, and the moment one of the guards say, excuse me, immediately we get scared. Yeah? Passport, which country are you from? We're scared. You look at this Palestinian youngsters, he'll stand in front of that soldier. The soldier will say, you cannot go in. He'll push himself. The soldier will cock his gun also. That, that youngster is not scared. He says, we, you ask a youngster, you ask a youngster in Palestine, what's your hope when you grow up? He says, I don't have hope of growing up. If we get there, we'll get there. I mean, with the situation around us, we don't even look at that future. We know how bleak it is. But we will fight for Masjid Al-Aqsa. Young boys, in their blood, to stand for Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us the tawfiq. So what do we need to do? We can continue talking about the past, what's happening in the present. Just a few important guidelines. Number one, if there is something we need to do, is conquer ourselves first. The people of Palestine will fight for Masjid Al-Aqsa. Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inspire, Allah will inspire. Inshallah, Allah created Salahuddin. But there has to be Salahuddin in our children. There has to be Salah, we're talking about the first Qibla. We're talking about the first Qibla. 
is the ummah in the masjid for fajr salah? Are we collectively coming? We want to read Qunut Nazila. What percentage of our community is saying Amin to Qunut Nazila? We asking Allah's help. Allah's help for who? Afiyat for ourselves. Help against the enemy. We are the Muslims to say Amin to that Qunut. And the first line of Qunut Nazila is to remind me. The first line is not cursing the Jews. We're not cursing them on the first line. The first dua the Imam says, Allahumma hdina fi man hadayt. Ya Allah give me hidayat. The people of Palestine are suffering because of my weakness of Iman. Ya Allah, you give me that strength to stand strong. To stand in solidarity with the Palestinians means to stand in softful awwal in the masjid. That's what Allah wants. Stand with unity as an ummah. Come to the masjid and say ameen to the dua. Allahumma hdina fi man hadayt wa'afina fi man afayt. Ya Allah, keep us with afayt. Those people are strong, we weak. If you have to change the tables, we'll never manage what they're going through. We, we, we can, we can hear, we can see. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, subhanallah, the battle took place, battle of Muta. Nabi Sam appointed three sahaba radiallahu anhum as leaders. One of them, Jafar al-Tayyar, the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Sam divinely is inspired that Jafar radiallahu anhu is informed has become a shaheed. Nabi Sam comes to the house of Jafar radiallahu anhu, children are playing around. Nabi Sam comes quietly, he touches the hand, the head and the hair of those children. He looks at those masum children and Nabi Sallallahu just turns his face and he tears. The wife comes and she says, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu any news has come about my husband? Any news? Nabi Sallallahu turns around, doesn't know how to even break the news. Nabi Sallallahu turns, looks at those children. Nabi Sallallahu would love, he makes some dua. He turns around and he says, my brother has become a shaheed. One person, Nabi Sallallahu tears. Imagine what those people, what hearts they've got. That you come back home to realize your wife, your child, your daughter, your grandchild, everyone's shaheed. And you perform the salatul janazah for all of them. And you continue with life. What hearts Allah has blessed them with. We're really weak, serious, when we hear what's happening. So at least we can, at least today inshallah, this Jumu'ah, we will not leave the masjid until we read two rakats, nafal namaz, to say, Ya Allah, I did something for the people of Gaza. I did something at least. And, and read two rakats. No matter how hard our hearts may be, try and pretend to cry. Allah hasn't made us cry as yet. Pretend to cry, Ya Allah, for the ummah. Ya Allah, I'm crying for the ummah. Ya Allah, make it easy for the ummah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah give us tawfiq. And another next important point, Mullah Ilyas Patel, Damat Barakatum is stressing on this point. He says, down our screen time. Decrease screen time. See brothers, every one of us don't have that heart psychologically and emotionally to deal with what you are seeing. Whether you have to see it or not is something else. But listen, down that screen time. Some people are really going into a cocoon. Like, can't believe it. Where's Allah? Look at what's happening. We have to do something. So yes, not everyone is emotionally capable to stand for that. Let's be careful. So therefore, down that time, we need to know what's happening, listen to the news, and make dua for the ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.